pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. And as you can hear, this is not a Kiwi accent. This is a broad Scottish Glaswegian. It's not though, is it? Accent. <laughs> Cov accent, mate. Andy Rowe, um, he's on holiday. Hopefully, if this goes well and uh, I do okay, he won't be coming back and he'll get the sack. So, yep. Get rid of the Kiwi. We're here with Andy Good. Well, I think it's Andy Good. A fuller figure. I actually, actually didn't recognise you when I've you came I've lost 7k in. over Christmas. 7k, my arse. Look at the size. <laughs> he's sweating like mad. He looks like he's eating five turkeys. And we're honoured to be joined uh, on the Rugby Pod podcast with Australian legend uh, James Horwell. Um, we'll talk about a bit more about James's career once we've done the formalities. Uh, we're here with Andrew McNair, who's a rugby super fan. James, yeah, uh, he's I've a, heard. Ulster, he's an Ulster rugby fan, but knows nothing about Ulster rugby. Every stat wrong, you get every stat wrong, don't I, you? Uh, I know. Okay. And, uh, Andrew's a super fan, and he's also going to be controlling Facebook Live, which we should be on in the next couple of minutes. No, we few are minutes. On oh, we're on. We're on Facebook Live now. Send in any any questions you've got, and Andrew will be at the social media desk asking us any questions that come through. So, Goody, needless to say, Christmas treated you well? Yeah, it did, mate. Had a really, uh, really different Christmas this year. Went for a run Christmas morning. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, how much How much have you put on, do you reckon? I'm going to guess 4K, 5K. No, mate, no, no. I'm on the juice list. As, as you're swigging a Krabby's alcoholic Krabby. ginger beer. It's a juice diet, isn't it? That's what everyone does, starts. I have no idea, mate. I thought ginger... I thought, no, it's, maybe it's not. Maybe I've got the wrong one, but it tastes nice anyway. Oh, really? Well, me and James uh, wouldn't know. We are finely tuned athletes. Well, James exactly. is. Well, we, we both are. Mate, you've got the body of a melted yeah, boonie yeah, yeah, James is in much better bit. I'm looking at his arms. His arms are significantly... Has anyone got a jumper I can put a jumper on? So I'm out, out, out of the way. So, obviously, over the Christmas period, we had a load more downloads. Apparently 32,000 people downloaded the podcast. Mm. They wanted to see Very Andy good. Goode they didn't. back in a pair they of shorts. To listen to you, mate. No, unfortunately, we only got to number two. So we basically said if we got to the sports and recreation number one download in the UK, yeah. I'd come out of retirement and play for like a local <laughs> rugby club or something. But I'm, I'm ready to set a new challenge. Okay, but anyway, I spoke to Fred oh, and dear. he wanted me to sell you it this way. I, I told him I don't think it, you'd be sold this way, that all the people that downloaded it yeah. would fill the Rico Arena. Yeah, they would. So that means that many people might come out and watch you play for a There's local no grassroots team. There's no chance that ever come. I'm telling you now, he is literally a heart attack on legs. So we can't, <laughs> we, we do not want to see him back out on the pitch. We do really. So we keep do. downloading, keep sharing if you're enjoying it, and uh, hopefully well, we'll see you in the new year. We might get to number one. I'm really keen to get out there and, and give back to the game. Well, no, really. it's over. We said Christmas number one. So that 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 bit of it's over. What I will say, we're both ambassadors for the Matt Hampson Foundation. Get Busy Living Centre is yeah, you know, starting to take. Fruition now, isn't it? There's the the road to show. Yeah, it is. Um, so if someone wants to donate a hefty sum of money to the Matt Hampson Foundation, that will go towards building the uh, Get Busy Living Centre. Um, I'm happy to to go again. So maybe, what do you reckon? Well, I don't. I tell you what would be nice if a club in Australia. James yeah. listen to this they can fly <laughs> us over there that'd be nice exactly summer we're, there now yeah so anyway on the show we've got loads to discuss you know obviously there's a lot happened this week hasn't it with uh, obviously Richard Cockrell getting the sack Bristol picking up two wins Manu were getting injured again which is a real shame and have you seen Brian on the, the Glasgow second row I tweeted it today 22 years old apparently he's been banned anyway we can chat about that <laughs> but as I said it's an absolute honour to have James Horwell on the show a couple of stats. Okay, I'm going to tell you the stats, Andrew. 
Go on. Go on. Okay, you'll probably get them all wrong. You'll say that he's played for New Zealand. So we've got James <laughs> Hornwell, obviously played for Australia. Uh, 62 caps, is that right? That's right. They're real caps as well. Yeah, I, I, got, I was going to say, I actually got 63 for Scotland, so that makes me a better player. <laughs> 63 caps for Scotland is like one, not even one for Australia. Okay, so. well, I, I beg to differ. But this is, the, this is the difference between me and you. You've scored 30 points. I only scored five. Mine was a pick and goo. Mine was two metres out. Is that right? 30 points? Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know. I, oh. can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, How many tries is that, Jim? Say again. How many tries is Five, that? 10, 15, 20, 25, 6. Well, he, he, he might have kicked. You yeah, I was, a, I was a goal kicker. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Captain Australia versus Lions. I've got the stats here yeah. from Fred. I'm not a super fan, I no. promise. Um, although, it's just um, nice to have a decent second row in the house. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and obviously, you've been in the media um, a lot lately with that uh, broken finger. Yeah, Goody sort of helped me out there. Got me a few few more Twitter followers. Yeah, it got him a yeah. lot more. Yeah, it went viral. I think that's my best ever tweet. <laughs> so have you listened to the podcast before? Are you oh, a big, big fan? Oh, I'm a big fan, big fan. I've Good. only listened to the highlights that I got sent before the show. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, uh, we, have, we have one of your teammates on. He's a shit teammate, uh, Tim Visser. So we right. had him on the other week. Yeah, Schvisser. Um yeah. But look, let's get straight into it because I know there's a lot, probably a lot of people watching there on Facebook Live who are, have got a lot of questions to come in. But a couple of questions that we've got is uh, thoughts on Checker? And Australia, let's get straight into it. Obviously, the past cut, it's been a tough year. Yeah, I think obviously after the World Cup, where we probably did better than people were expecting, because obviously Czech had only been in the role since December the year before, really, or November the year before. So I think we we caught a lot of people off guard in the World Cup and did really well. Uh, and you know, got to the final, lost to a better team. But you know, I think in Australia, everyone thought that that would be it. We'd kick on. You know, we'd push New Zealand for the Bledisloe Cup. You know, which we haven't won in 12 years now. So that's a that's a long time. You know, and that that's that's the most important trophy to I guess Australian fans outside of the World Cup is the Bledisloe Cup. That's the one that means the most to them. So that was the that was the thing that they wanted. And then. You know, there was some. You know, we we came up against a very good New Zealand team a lot, and we played them a lot. And we just didn't, we just didn't get there, and that that sort of added. And a lot of young guys came in. I think that uh, probably, you know, just needed to find their feet a little bit at uh, at Test rugby because it is different. It is different to Super rugby, uh, especially playing you know teams like England, who had who obviously came off a very confident Six Nations, played really well. You know, they're they're buzzing with Eddie at the moment. They're going really well. So I think, you know, he's a He's a, a coach that you know makes players want to play for him, uh, and I think he's doing that. But I think guys are just taking their time a little bit to get used to what what they need to do in week in week out. Because Test rugby is a is a grind. It is it does take a lot out of you. So I think that's probably the big thing for me. I'll tell you what I thought was quite interesting actually. Obviously, you know, you played in the summer, didn't you, against England? Yeah, I played the first Test. Um, so obviously, you know, England were going out there as off the back of winning the Grand Slam and you guys had a load of injuries Gennian mm. was injured wasn't he he mm. made a massive difference because Phipps was yeah. I can say it you probably can't you're terrible in that series <laughs> but then you look at it now England have got loads of injuries now coming into the Six mm. Nations Australia played England now you'd maybe fancy themselves a bit yeah it'd be different I think you look at the, the way that that game went at the end of the autumn you know I think Australia came out played really well early on Sim- not too dissimilar to the first test in the summer against in Brisbane where we, we just probably didn't convert as yeah. many chances as we could have. And I think if we converted those chances, it could have been a different game. But England were able to hold us up, I think, twice, three times over the line. You know, then they're two opportunities. That's, that could be 14 points on the board. It's 14 nil. It's a different game. You know, they, they strangled us in defence and just took their opportunities. That's what yeah. they're good at. They're not, uh, they don't sort of do anything too fancy, but they strangled us. And I think the, it was the end of a long year. They you know, five test tour for, for the team. Some guys have played Bruce the Barbar's game. Yeah. You know, end of a you know, most of the guys have been playing since the end of end of January. 
you know, at the, uh, the backing up off a World Cup year, I think it was just sort of fatigue yeah. probably at the end took, the, took its toll. Going back to the World Cup, where Scotland got robbed <laughs> in the quarterfinal. I, I should have been playing, I weren't playing. If I was playing, I might have called the line out at the front. Yeah. The <laughs> well, that's um, really... That's but really... Scotland does seem to be like a bogey team for Australia. Yeah. When at Murrayfield, I can't think when it was, I think I was playing back in 2009. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the game out in Newcastle, the thriller, yeah. I can't oh, think. Oh, that was horrendous. You say that? No, I didn't, I didn't. I hurt myself the weekend before. Yeah, I was banned. I didn't play. So I have, <laughs> I've never beaten Australia myself. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> I've, I've played, got hammered. Um, and then obviously the last game where... Yeah, Scotland yeah, could have gone either yeah, way. Yeah, could have gone either way. Scotland a bow team? Like, what is it? Is it Australia have a kind of not a pick and choose, but obviously the big game for them is the England game, the yeah. England test. The Scotland game is, you know, a lot of people would say maybe a warm up to that. I mean, is it a way that Scotland play? I think a little bit is to the way Scotland play. They try and st- you know stifle the way that we, you know, I guess in Australia and Super Rugby, it's all about free flowing ball. The ball's quick. It's sort of nice. We want to move the ball all the time. Whereas I think. Scotland were very good. The, the games where I've struggled against Scotland is where they've just come at the breakdown. We haven't been able to deal with the threats and they've just not allowed us to play. And I think, you know, the way that they defended in that, that test up at Murrayfield in the autumn, you know, that where they've got Matt Taylor, who's the who used to work at the Reds, used yeah. to work with a lot of the guys, who's a very good defence coach. I think he, would, he does his homework. And that's one thing I know from him. He just does his homework all the time. So he knows exactly what's coming. He would have, he would have geared people up for all the plays, anything that was possible, that any... Any opportunity that something could happen, Matty Taylor would have had the uh, the boys geared up for it. And I think that's what would happen, and I think that's probably the the thing with playing Scotland. And then you look at that test in Newcastle, which was like I think it was six three or something. Yeah. Whereas, epic. It was yeah, epic. it was like in a hurricane. Hurricane. Well, Strokes and banged heads at the end. Joe Ansbro and Alistair Strock uh, banged heads yeah, at the end. Both that's right. That was the was highlight of the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wins a win. Um, yeah. So just looking at a couple of things, you obviously captain Australia versus yep. the Lions. Would you say that's a career highlight? I mean, obviously it probably, probably would have been. Probably, it would have been if we had won that yeah. last test. So it would have been obviously yeah, the build up. It was great. It was you know it was a great occasion. You know you sort of. The Lions is a once in a career chance to play for a for a Southern Hemisphere team because there's not many guys that would can say they've played two Lions series, you know. And um, I think there's just the the support that comes with it. You know, there was thirty thousand guy people on touring parties that came to the Lions. Uh, just the buzz everywhere. I think it brought the best out of the rugby supporters in Australia because you know I guess rugby supporters in Australia probably you know quite quiet sit there and clap properly and don't sort of get the chanting and the singing going. But I think. Even from from that first sort of uh, test match, you know the Aussie supporters all wear their gold, they're getting out, making noise, singing loudly, and I think that's something that's great. And it brought the best out of the Australian rugby supporters, and we just weren't good enough in that last test. Hell, hell of a place to tour though, as well for the Lions fans compared to the New Zealand this year. Yeah, you never know. Hey, we, we yeah. could be going to Australia. If this, if oh yeah, club in, club in yeah, Australia it's a club. Yeah, out. they'll pick up Sydney Uni. Exactly, no, I'm <laughs> Queensland Uni. Yeah. I toured Australia once with my mate. My mate, <laughs> my mate Slug lived in Manly. Started in Manly, went all the way up Newcastle. I might have got the the, the places wrong. Newcastle, Byron Bay, ended yep. up at Ellie Beach. Yeah, um, went on these on a jet ski safari. Unbelievable. Had to wear these um, special kind of. Stingray suits or stinger suits, yeah. yeah. Stinger suits, I could barely get it on. So basically, no, my, my knees are hanging out, dog hanging everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You want us horrific? I'll maybe post a picture of <laughs> what just I look like. Lycra. In it. Exactly, it's but good. this is like so you go on a jet ski. I've got my mate on the back, and we're going down these like creeks, and there's saltwater uh, crocodiles Crocs everywhere. Mate, <laughs> unbelievable. You don't do that in Coventry, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so 
looking over here, I think we've spoken before. Guys like Curtly Bill, Quay Cooper, loose as a goose. Are there any? Are the boys boys as loose as we think? We, you know, is there any good characters? You know, they obviously like the chop. They like yeah, the pish. no, they're both good guys. Probably won't speak too much about off-field stuff for them. But, uh, <laughs> Come on, I give mean, us there's, something. There's plenty. I mean, like a guy, a good guy off the field. I think Adam Ashley Cooper is probably one of the best, like best teammates you can have. He's always practical joking. Like he waited in a room for forty-five minutes to an hour, sitting in a closet. Just so he could scare his teammate when he opened the door to um That's commitment. To like That's he commits to it. He um he's a good not he's a good guy out to go out with a drinking, so I think he's enjoying Bordeaux. Or well, based on his Snapchats, he seems yeah. to be enjoying Bordeaux. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. actually to be fair, talk about Snapchats and all that. I love those boys. So Drew uh, Mitchell yeah, as well. Drew and, and Gitz are down at two good value. top boys as well. Yeah. I just see pictures on Instagram of them in their budgie smugglers ripped yeah. to the smithereens. <laughs> so because there's rumours, you know, of Ashley uh, Cooper coming to uh, London Irish coming to going. Hold on, hold on. Is this an announcement? <laughs> going, going <laughs> to London. Is this Irish. an announcement? <laughs> I'm actually from there. I'm not. I'm not there. Are you? Because um, so, it's after the first of January, so you can announce. I don't know what I'm doing yet next year. <laughs> you can talk to other clubs now. So you've mm. just announced that you are. When you say we, yeah, you say no. We, I, said, I said he's coming. To us, in, you said to us yeah. in London Irish. <laughs> as in going. You're a Saracens player, mate. Any I know Skelton's there, but yeah. Good player he is. Isn't he's massive, man. Man. How big is Will? He's Shelton? a big, big lad. I mean, I'm he? stating the obvious here. I mean, we are big men. I mean, yeah. I'm six eight, nineteen, twenty stone, <laughs> sixteen stone now. Probably. <laughs> um, but you know, he is the biggest man I've yeah, ever he's stood massive. next to. Decent tool as well. I know what you're going to say. Hung, <laughs> <laughs> hung like a conquer. <laughs> Mate's feet. I just can't believe it. But I mean, is it just obviously we are skipping. We're going back and forth here, but. It seems like it's been a big move for Will. I don't know. He seems like a, he's a bit of a homeboy and he's yeah. stepped out of his comfort zone. Definitely. Um, am I right in saying Yeah, 100%. He's, he's a guy that sort of, you know, he's, uh, he's he's a young kid, but he looks much older than he is. And I think people don't appreciate how young yeah. he actually is. And to come over, you know, I think he, coming through the ranks, he was always sort of at the Waratahs and they looked after him. They made sure that everything was was going well at home for him. And he's, um, you know, he's a really family-orientated guy. So I think moving... Uh, especially with guys with that Polynesian background, moving to the other side of the world where there's no sort of family network that yeah. they can use would be a big step for him. And I think it's it, – hopefully it's been great for his rugby because uh, he didn't play as much probably test rugby at the back end of the year, was sort of in and out of the team. He came on tour, didn't really play much, played off the bench a little bit. So to get some more game time and then go hopefully go into Super Rugby for the Waratahs and play well and then play well for Australia, that's probably – Hopefully, what they're uh, they're hopefully getting out of it. Do you know, know what? Also, with that, the fact that what I love is he's missing preseason in yeah in, in Australia, right. and picking up a boatload of cash to be yeah. playing in at Saracens. So clever bloke, clever. He's he not, doesn't he's like preseason. Decent agent. He's he's doing extra fitness though because I'm like why? Well, and I think he's getting monitored, so he's yeah, having yeah. to send stuff back stuff back to Australia. I tell you what, he's been a fantastic signing. You know, yeah, he's good. Um, good kid. Gave you a Christmas off, didn't he? He's gave me a Christmas okay. off. Yeah, I, I'm sure if I was fit, I would have been would have been up there. <laughs> um, but no, look, he's been fantastic. He's, he's, a, big, he's a big unit, though. A big he's unit, a great addition. Um, yeah. And hopefully, this experience would have bode well. I'm sure. Mm. Well, I think he might come back one day. You never know. Um, let's talk about that finger. Yeah, we spoke about it off air. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it was a pretty horrific injury. Yeah, it didn't look great. Uh, I loved it. Didn't, didn't I was sat there, in my, sat there in my lounge at home. I thought. And I thought, I, I did hear you say, just strap it up, man. You'll play on. <laughs> did you say that? Did you say that or not? No, I never said that. I just, <laughs> wanted, Don't ruin my I just wanted them to put it back in. I'll put you, it know back when in. You, you know, when you just get a finger and that sort of like pain is there and then it goes away when it go, as soon as yeah. they put it back in, like for that little split second, I was just wanting them thinking in my head that 
if this gets put back in, it's going to hurt way less than it is right yeah. now. So they had a they had a crack on the field. So I told two of the physios to have a, have a crack, and then the doctor came. He couldn't do it, so I, we just had to get off. And then we put a bit of local anaesthetic in the hand, and that they eventually. I don't know what they did, but they got it back in. I wasn't watching. You, you wanted to play on that, didn't you? Yeah, always. Yeah, definitely. Always. <laughs> well, if always. it was a rugby pod, hardest hardest man of the year, it would have been yeah, yeah, James, yeah. James, James Horwell. Definitely. Um, so let's just touch on Quinns. Yep. Obviously, you've extended your deal there. Yep. Having played against you, you know, you've been a fantastic addition mm. to Harlequins. You know, the way that you play. And I know a lot of, I don't know, I think a lot of Southern Hemisphere players that come over struggle to adapt. Sometimes yeah. with the style of play, yeah. you know, I think that the way that you play, you know, mm. having been an Australian and brought that over here, fits in just yeah. nicely with the Premiership. Obviously, you've re-signed, which is yeah, a testament I've, to I've, re- I've really enjoyed it. It probably came over with no expectations, and probably, you know, I'd be honest in saying I've enjoyed it more than I thought I would. You know, I, th- you know, I've, I've come over. I've, I've loved the club, the the guys at the club. We've got some really good lads that you know uh, have have made me and my my family and my wife settle in. Really well, which is, I think is important because you know I'd I'd literally left school, gone to the Reds uh, from the literally the day I left school and had been there ever since. So I was thirteen years at the same club um, and sort of grown up, been in Brisbane my whole life, never never lived anywhere else. So it was a big thing. It was a big thing to move to the other side of the world and uh, it was you uh, know, how big was it? Like three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as big as you think, mate. Not, uh, not as big as Goody, moving, moving around different clubs. But that's what I mean. Because, so it's it's strange, isn't it? Because a lot of guys now are obviously coming over to France, are coming over to yeah. the Premiership, but it is seldom that it happens vice versa. Obviously, you're good, Sam. Not, not many of us have done it. No. Not many English people sipped at it in... Maybe of Melbourne, wasn't he? Yeah, well, as Haskell, Haskell, Haskell went there. Yeah. I, I set the trend, let's be honest. You did. Who else? For the Sharks. Freddie Michelak went yeah. to yeah. the Sharks. Yeah. We're just talking English, we don't like the French. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. You know what? No banter. I'm not taking the piss now. Daryl Gibson rang me. Oh, yeah? And said, Gibbo. Gibbo, what are your thoughts on coming over to play a season for the Waratahs? Oh, when we're talking now? Or? No, yeah, recently. I yeah. was like, you take, well, I think, before, I, don't think I, I promise you, I said, are you taking the piss, mate? Have you ever seen me play? <laughs> I obviously played with Gibbo, but I think Dean Munn was thinking about retiring potentially and yeah. uh, he wanted someone to go in and scrum him more. And then I watched a couple of games. Quick I rang him back. I was like, mate, there's fucking no chance I'm coming over there to play. It's quick, man. Yeah. It, it is quick. That, that ain't rugby. It's touch. Super touch. In my touch. opinion, yeah, that ain't rugby. What, what do you, what do you reckon touch? to the, the whole... Because obviously when you were there with the, the Reds and stuff, you won it with them, didn't yes, you? Yes, we did. Yeah. So now, I, you know, I love watching it, and I haven't yeah. played in it. You keep a closer eye on it as well. Yeah. But this whole new system, um, it's probably a chat for another time, but yeah. I think it's just diluted the whole Yeah, the I whole agree. I, it, definitely in Australia, whereas we've got so much competition for sport. You know, you've got AFL, which is number one sport by miles, rugby league, you know, cricket's going longer and longer, Australians love their cricket, and then the football, the A-League's taking off yeah. and is going from strength to strength. So it's diluting the the fact that the public don't know who's playing who, where where they're sitting, how difficult it is to win a conference where you're sitting in your conference. Like, no one knows it's who. It's madness, this. isn't it? It just, and I think they've got to sort of go back to go forward a little bit yeah. with Super Rugby. I think they're trying to expand too much purely for TV rights, which yeah. is fantastic for us over here because yeah. you can get up in the morning, you can watch from literally, if you're a rugby fan, from 8.30 till, you know, mid-afternoon, you can just watch Super Rugby back to back to back. Your message love that, does she? No, she hates it. But, <laughs> and then you're like, I'm just off to play for Queens now. Yeah, so. I'm just going to do... But I think that's... I think it's been driven too much by TV rights. Yeah. I think that's where... Here it has a better balance where it is, you know, not every game's on TV. So if you want to go see your club, you want to go see your, the team that you support, 
you have to get out there and yeah. support. And the, that's where you see the grounds most. You know, they're not big grounds, but they're mostly full. Like at Quinns, we're selling out most games, which is fantastic, mm. and we've got great supporters. But most grounds around the the Premiership are like that. And I think in Super Rugby, you can look in the stands. There's not yeah. a lot of people sitting. Well, in you're the, stands. the biggest club in London, aren't you? To be fair, supporters. <laughs> yeah. Because Saracens actual, get about, actual Saracens get about eight, <coughs> eight thousand there. Eight trophies in what? Oh, eight, eight, eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? That's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest supporting club in London. Maybe they are. Well, they're yeah. in a good spot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a bad spot. spot. It's a good yeah. place, though, Quinns, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's been yeah, the fantastic. down there is always good. Yeah. Wow. And they're good at home this year. Let's talk about Quinns. Should we talk, have a quick chat about yeah. Quinns? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I mean, they beat they beat, beat us again yeah. at home. Did you play? Like playing to I played. I played last time as well. So I got filled in last time I played there by James as well. No, I don't know. James filled in Cruiser. <laughs> Mate, hey, George Cruiser's Cruz is so soft. He's, a, he's, a, he's out for three weeks with a black eye. Is he? He's, he's got a black eye. Man. He went in for, to get surgery, get a plate put in. The guy was like, man, it's nothing to play. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a black eye. <laughs> so, oh, good on him. Um, but that's Quinn, so really good at home. Devastating away from uh, yeah. d- Sorry, disappointing away from away home. Away from home, we've been, we've been awful. I think yeah. there's been times that on the weekend we just, didn't, we just didn't show up and I don't know what it is. And if we could put our finger on it, it wouldn't happen. But... I think if we can play like we do at home and continue that way, I think we can. There's no team that we can't sort of push. Yeah, and I think we've shown that. It's just we need to get the mentality right. It shows that a lot of it's probably a little bit upstairs that we need to just make sure we focus a little bit more on what we're doing and you know maybe simplify things away from home because sometimes you don't get the rub of the green mm. away from home, which is which is general. So you know we don't. Uh, maybe we can. Maybe that's something we can work on. But it's certainly something that we're actively trying to fix mm. at Quinn's it's uh, coaches must be tearing the hair yeah, out because it's wigs, know, wigs pull on his ears yeah. and everything isn't it? <laughs> his ears are getting wider and wider <laughs> well if you need two new employees next season to hold the fort it could be a Hallwell Hamilton partnership and Jeez, mate, you, and you, you just said you signed no, for Irish no, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> clutching straws here I'm begging for a job um, last question James uh, you got a nickname Someone Big Kev Big what, Kev yeah, what is this Big Kev yeah so uh, when I was a kid anyone that's from Australia, or especially Queensland, there was a guy that used to be uh, on infomercials, used to sell cleaning products. Uh, Rock and roll. Yeah, so really, uh, and he was a big, sort of big character, and his name was Big Kev McQueen, and his catch cry, like when he was selling them on on TV shows, on the morning shows, was, I'm excited. And as a 13, 14-year-old kid, I used to get quite excited about just little (laughs) things. About cleaning products. (laughs) Or just in general, about everything. And so everyone would just sort of see me smiling from ear to ear, about just simple things and go, geez, you're excited. And then eventually, because everyone knew Big Kev. And so now most people call me Kev, except pretty much my wife uh, and my parents. Everyone else is pretty much Kev and... Some people don't even know my name's James. Right, <laughs> Kev, it is. I was hoping it was a better story than that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's made us so much. I've heard of I've heard of much worse nicknames yeah, than Kev. Yeah. So we got I'm little Jim here, haven't we? Little Jim, little Jim, haven't no, we? Big Jim. We've got a picture big of Jim. him. Huh? Got a picture of it. What are you on about? <laughs> um, next question. Uh, finally, thoughts on Eddie Jones from our point of view. I think the banter between him and Checker, for example, yeah. is brilliant. Is he hated in Australia? Is he loved? No, is I he think, respected? I think he's respected. Oh, you, you can't not respect what he's done. You know, I think he was all, obviously, you know, a drop goal away from winning the World Cup with Australia. Great, um, great kick, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Uh, but look, it was a, I think he's he's done a fantastic job. He's definitely not hated. I think he's respected. I think people like you and me enjoy the banter between the two of them uh, and probably see it for more than what it is, that it's just, you know, it's good for Australia because it sells more tickets to games and that's what we, we need back home. But yeah, I think he's done a great job and I think he's building confidence within the team and I think you can see the way they're playing 
you know, they're in sticky situations in games, but they've got the confidence to just stick to what they're doing and everyone understands they seem really clear with their roles and just get on with it. But so Checker and Jones mates or not? Well, what they were. Like they it? played at Randwick together. Yeah, so they uh, must be mates deep down, eh? Will they go for th- a beer after and have a crack or not? I Would think so. I think it's something. You don't point. always like your teammates, though, do you, eh, Jim? What do you mean? We, we played together, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm joking. Don't well, no one like you. <laughs> Everyone like me. <laughs> Andrew, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. In the social media desk, rugby fan, super fan, is there anything coming through? Yeah, yeah so we've got, had a, a couple got of his Christmas jumper on still. It's, it's not a Christmas jumper, jumper. there's it's not no a Christmas jumper whatsoever on it, it's yeah. just woolly. Did you get it for Christmas? It's freezing outside. Did I didn't get it for Christmas, Christmas still. It actually belongs to my brother, but don't tell him. Um, so uh, Caroline, I'll not say her surname, says, um, who inspired you to get into rugby? James. I didn't I didn't want to play rugby when I was a kid. I got I used to play AFL. Uh, my ah, family okay. grew up in Victoria and it was literally I went to a private school in Brisbane and almost my parents almost all well, my dad pretty much forced me to play rugby. He said you've got to play because I was a bad bloke. I was a big I was a bit of a fat kid. Why, why, why are you looking nothing, at me when you're not <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh yeah, he it was just he just said you'll you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it I guess the rest is history I've loved it ever so since he's, so he's done you proud then yeah he has he? He's, uh, and he likes taking credit for that I think as yeah. well we still thank him now yeah I should thank Goody's mum your mum got me into rugby you know she did she used to talk you up an absolute storm during math <laughs> lessons and I said I want to say rugby Miss Good my mum was his teacher that right yeah. Yeah. math teacher was yeah hated me <laughs> she didn't she didn't she didn't Bad, bad student, but she likes you. Okay. Here, so uh, Stephanie says hello from Hawaii. You're attracting people from all over the world, Fantastic. all the Pacific Islanders and everything. Anyway, um, uh, 2017, I'm sure you guys are all excited. Um, there's lots going on. Two dates for your diary. Uh, March the 18th, potential Grand Slam decider in Dublin, um, between England and Ireland. Uh, on June the 24th, that's when the Lions kick off against the All Blacks. Um, Phil Stam- Stamford says, uh, Leicester Tigers will regret sacking uh, Richard Cockrell uh, and wish they sacked Simon Cohen instead. Oh. Oh. Who they, said that? This is uh, Phil Stamford. Phil Stamford knows it. He knows deep into the, knows stuff. the ranks yeah. of Leicester. <sighs> the whole Richard Cockrell thing, I think um, we were chatting off air before, and it, you know, he's been brilliant for Leicester over the 12 years that he's been coaching there. Um, you, know, you can't really fault his effort and, and and the achievements that he's made, but I just think over the last few years, and as a DOR, Director of Rugby, everything sits with you in terms of recruitment, uh, and I think what the guy's trying to get out here is how Simon Cohen probably deals with the recruitment side of it. And they've missed. I know they've missed out on a lot of players through uh, some recruitment. The business side of Leicester Tigers is massive. Um, you know, If you judge Simon Cohen on that side uh, of, of the business, you know, commercially, it's it's a, a massive money maker for them. I think where they've sort of slipped down, they haven't won the Premiership for three years. Is it twenty thirteen? I think the last time they won it, so three three and a half years. And other clubs have overtaken them. And I think that's where, in terms of recruitment, you look at Wash recruitment, Curtly Beale, uh, Willie Larue, all those guys. You know, guys like James Hall going up to Quinns. I don't think Leicester and what Leicester have been built on over the years. And I was lucky enough to to play behind it. Was a monstrous pack. Um, Jim used to watch it from the sidelines quite a lot. But, um, <laughs> I, used to prep, I used to prep the lads. Um, and I just don't think they've recruited well enough up front to um, stay at the top of the tree. Um, and, you know, Cockers as the DOI that probably sits with him. But a lot of it, and, and people are talking about it on social media, is how Simon Cohen conducts the, 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 the sort of contract negotiations. And having been there with him, it's, it's pretty brutal at times. Yeah. See, I, I disagree with Goody slightly because... We obviously played Leicester at the weekend and one of their strongest points was actually where they were up front. Mm. And I know they struggled the week before against Exeter. They obviously got smashed by Munster and then backed it up after. But at the breakdown, scrum time, line-out time, they were fantastic. And they're the three areas that Cocker's yeah. actually coaches. I know what you mean, but you look at the back row, it's just not a scary back row. You look at 
Yeah, um, no. Williams, O'Connor, Fitzgerald obviously yeah. played second row. I think the, the difficult thing for them is now, you look at that Leicester pack compared to the players that they had when they obviously won. I know we're talking about a completely different generation mm. you know, of rugby being played with Johnson, Kay, back. Obviously, Cockers was in there himself. They had Cronfeld, Cronfeld along, alongside, Martin Corrie. The list is endless. Lewis Moody. And you look at it now, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's no, it's not. And yeah. they've been unlucky with injuries. Let's not beat around the bush. You know, Tamua, JB Peterson, they've been injured quite a lot. Manu's obviously... Done himself again. Yeah, they paid him a boatload of cash and he's been injured and he, yeah, he's got injured again now. So they've been very unlucky with injuries. But you know, I just don't think... I think other, the top two teams in the Premiership now are Wasps, number one. Because they're, <laughs> they're top of the table. Uh, and Sarri's number two. And they're, you look at the recruitment um, and the squad depth. And yes, you need a little bit of luck at times. And you know, look at Saracens now. They're having a bit of misfortune with injuries with the Vunapola brothers going. But they're still... You know, they put other players in the team and they, you know, apart from Jim and the standard doesn't drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, same with Wasps. Um, you know, they've got big squad depth. And I think, yeah, that's where other clubs have overtaken them. Um, and maybe it got a bit stale. Cox is a great bloke. Uh, he's a bloody good coach. Um, you know, been there 12 years. Sometimes you just need a change. Of, yeah, it's time. Change I, of I think if you were to ask him personally, was it time for a change? I think he would have gone at the end of the season anyway. Mm. You know, there's only so long you can, you can be a figurehead at a club. So here's a question. Bring back Jono. Social media via Jim Hamilton. Who do you think will, who who could go in there now? It's a big, big job, isn't it? Well, we, yeah. we were chatting about it before. I mean, oh, what mate. are the odds? You, you've got the betting odds. Andy Robinson, Andy Robinson, fifty to one. Andy Robinson was fifty to one today. Stuart Lancaster was tipped. <laughs> yeah, Stuart well. Lancaster. No I think chance. he was uh, no eleven to four or something. But I don't think he suits it because Stuart Lancaster, from what I know of him and what people speak about, he's a pretty good sort of technical coach in upskilling players. But as a leader, I don't think uh, you know he's had that opportunity with England and. He got overtaken by the other coaches um, and didn't lead particularly well. I think you bring back Martin Johnson uh, as director of rugby because um, you need you know look at look at Leicester and Leicester's quite an insular club, very insular club. They've been successful under people that have had the Leicester DNA in them. So Dean Richards, Richard Cockerell, Pat Howard, they've all played for the club. Um, the overseas coaches they've had in there, in terms of head coaches, they had Heineken Mayer, who ran away as quickly as he was arriving there. You know, I think he did about four months. Uh, and then said he didn't like it. He's in the running, apparently. Uh, Marcel Lafredo, lovely bloke, but it was the wrong guy in the in the wrong job. <clears throat> so he didn't go on very well. So I think you need that influence of Leicester in there. And I think if you get someone like Jono in as director of rugby, you get that steely edge back straight away. Jono, although he's not been in the game, he won't coach because you've got a good coaching panel underneath in Aaron Major. So you've got the influence of somewhere else, you know, obviously Canterbury and over there. Um, so, you know, I think bring back Johnny uh, Rupert asks what's your proudest moment on the field Jim Jim yeah what's your proudest moment on the field <laughs> you beat Romania for- <laughs> <laughs> we beat Romania we beat Georgia as well in the World Cup 2011 what about that try against India yeah hat-trick. <laughs> that's up there I saw Dusty Hare at the weekend and he said Jim big Jim you remember that hat-trick you scored against India and it's true I can google it and uh, show you if you want Look, we're very lucky as rugby players to have a lot of lot of good memories and winning the final last year in Lyon and being on for a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that penalty was crucial. Exactly. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, that was the Premiership final. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, so the, yeah, the, the European final. I got on for a minute and a half. Got a, I got blitzed out the back of a ruck, and I basically got sacked in a line out. But you know, in, in five years' time, I was on for fifty minutes. And <laughs> we, got the, we got the winning turnover. My, but my son actually came on the pitch. Uh, well, all the kids were on the pitch, and in the in the final photo where we're holding the trophy, I'm actually well, just so he was being a, a little nuisance running around. So I've just picked him up, and now we've got the poster kind of on his wall. And you know, sometimes as players, it's hard to reflect when you're in the moment. 
when you get a bit of rest, a bit of time, time away from the game, which I do at the minute. A lot of rest. <laughs> a lot of rest. It's, uh, it's great to reflect. But, you know, for me, winning the double in kind of, I'd say, the, the prime of my career, I was lucky enough to win stuff with Leicester. I was a bag holder back then as well. So actually, in the prime of my career, I've never actually played any big games. It's there's the thing end. here, you, your team wins when you hold the bags. It's apparently so. So Saracens won it last year. You exactly. sure. Scotland, I'm coming back. <laughs> David Clapp reckons the Lions will beat uh, the All Blacks 2-1. What do you think? James, come on, mate. What do no, you reckon? Do you th- no, no. I just it's. James I don't Sweet. think they've got enough time together to to form formulate a plan to play the All Blacks. And I think the All Blacks, they all it'll be the same group of guys. They all know what they're doing. They all know their roles. And I just think that they'll, especially at home, like it, New Zealand's a very tough place to play. I think there's two tests at Eden Park. Is that right? Yep. And they haven't lost there in, I don't know, 50 years or something. Years yeah, or something so crazy, yeah. <laughs> Do you think the Lions can win a game? I think they can win a game. Um, I, I reckon they'll win the last one. The last one. Yeah, I reckon they'll really? go 2-0 down. Yeah. New Zealand will make a few changes for the last test. Yeah, Because they like to rotate their squad, don't they, as yeah. well. And, and then give we, we might win that. It'll be 2-1 to, the, uh, to New Zealand. Oliver Bayless uh, says, Imagine if the rugby podcast boys bumped into Flats and Shanks, which is another rugby podcast, Who? and Rugby Pod. Who are they? Flats yeah. and Shanks. Never heard of them. them. Yeah. It's another like podcast. No, thing. never Jim. heard of them. <laughs> it's a good podcast. It's a good, good lads. It's okay. not as good as ours, but it's good. Shanks has got a horrendous spray tan as well. Mm. Well, this guy thinks, what if those three podcasts were to run into each other and have an Anchorman style back alley brawl? Who do you think would win? We've got big Jim Hamilton. I'm all he's a reform, no he's, he's, I'm a reform char- no he's a reform character. My nickname's called Sponge Fists for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, eating, I'll take flats on an eating competition and I'd lose. So that means yeah. you've got to take Shanks on in. In what? Scrapping. Scrappy He's bold as an eagle. He'd be slippy. He'd be slippery little eagle, wouldn't he? Imagine him all sweaty, no hair on him. <laughs> uh, Greg says, anyone else think Horwell looks like a, an older Stuart Hogg? <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> That's what he said. No chance. Yeah, I don't no you're chance. as fast as him. Yeah, very, uh, very quick. Uh, well, has he got Stuart Hogg is absolutely hanging. Yeah, he is. Pasty white as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, hanging. Absolutely hanging. And he's going bold, you're not going bold. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all coming no. forward. And he's very <laughs> joining yeah. my eyebrows at the moment. Uh, yeah. I've got, a clip of the, I've got a clip of that. Is Stuart Hogg like the rugby version of Wayne Rooney? Does he need a transplant? <laughs> he is hanging. He's got freckles all over his head. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is hanging. He's playing well, though. playing bloody well, to be fair to him. Yeah, he is. The only Scotland player that will get anywhere near a Lions test. Well, that's all Johnny Gray. social media. So Johnny far. Gray will as well. So it is that time of the podcast for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, it is. Uh, what you the got? good. Well, we've got to start with wasps, haven't we? Love wasps. Finish in 2016. Unbeaten at the mighty. How many Rico. games do you play for wasps? Oh, mate, two good seasons there, mate. You're clinging on to them like uh, a bloody cling on. Hold on. How many games do you play for the Saracens? 60 odd. Yeah, about the same. Really? Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, so Wasps obviously pretty good. Uh, finishing 2016 and beating at the mighty Rico Arena. Uh, and being top of the league. How's that? Sorry's boys a bit pissed off. Oh, we don't look at the league. It's all come what may. Really? Yeah. It's different to what Alex Anderson said yesterday. What did he say? He said, yeah, it grates us a bit. What does it? Yeah. It grates me then. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, obviously Wasps have been pretty good. Munsters away win at the sports ground after such a torrid 2016. They're top of the Pro 12. Um, you know, a horrible year for Munster in terms of uh, what happened off the field, but um, you know they're going great guns on it. So shout out to them. Anyone see Nigel Owens's chat at the weekend? Mm, yeah. Love this. He's I he's absolutely that. amazing, Nigel. So the Scarlets are playing Cardiff. It's about seventy minutes gone. You know what happens? Obviously, the whole all the front rows change and all this stuff. Um, scrums become messy, and he stands up and he goes, "Listen, lads, 
you can't scrummage. Is this why you can't start a game as well, boy? <laughs> so he's just absolutely ruined. All the bench are on. And he's basically said, you're all shit. That's why you're all on the bench. So uh, sort your scrums out. He's pretty funny, actually. He's really funny with his, his little quips. Isn't he a comedian as well? Yeah, he side? does a bit of stand-up. He's, he's a good guy. Good guy. Um, Gareth Steenson's flick between the legs. Anyone see that? For Exeter's winning try. Yeah. James Shaw. Yeah. You didn't, did you, Jim? I didn't see it. Yeah, straight through that. Anyway, that's Exeter's first win at Bath in the league ever, uh, which is pretty special, but it's got to be Bristol. The good has to go to Bristol. Bristol a couple of weeks ago, we've hammered them in. Uh, you know, on wow, the, on we've the hammered, we've hammered Robbo. Yeah, we've Robert hammered Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> but Bristol, the bounce back under Mark Tainton. Obviously, Patnam's going there. Two wins over Christmas, decent Christmas. Tom Van Dale equaling Mark Guaito's try scoring record. So the good this week's got to be Bristol. Bristol. There we go, Bristol's. Um, hey, just on that, who's going down then? Because you said Bristol, I still think you reckon going down. Going down? I do you think it's between? I, I reckon Sale. I, I reckon Sale. Mm. Seriously, well, they seven, that's I think a big they're, call. They seven points clear sale still now. They are. Yeah, it's a big I call. Think, we've got sale this weekend, so we need at your at place. Or? Yeah, we yeah. we lost them up, up. Yeah, they're going to struggle. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I Bristol will go down. Much, I just don't see that they have the quality. Although, so you think Bristol? Yeah, I, th- I still think Bristol will go down, but it was, it's a decent scrap now. Worcester, obviously, beating Quinns on yeah. uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, the day oh, before. Does it the, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, had Worcester have uh, had Quinns have turned out. Worcester would be sitting bottom of the Premiership yeah. now, which wouldn't be good. Because um, obviously Bristol, fair play, went up to Salem won. So I think Bristol will still go down. So Steve Diamond came out with it, didn't he? And you go to the bad and Sale are one of the bads. Um, you know, losing at home to Bristol. And Steve Diamond announcing that they're in a relegation scrap while still trying to sign George Ford. No chance. You don't reckon? What do you reckon? Well, I think now Cockers has gone. George Ford might try and go to Leicester. Although I heard there's a little uh, caveat in the contract that says he can't go to Leicester next year. So, I reckon, uh, so okay. So I reckon he's going to sign a one-year deal at Sale, and then try and go back to Leicester, because he Jeez. left Leicester and Co- him and Cockers didn't get on, did they? No. They said a few things when he left. So it'd be interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Owen Williams, he's signed for Gloucester. Is he hundred percent signed? Hundred percent signed. Is he? Yeah, you heard it here first there on the rugby pod. So we're announcing that. <laughs> Let's yeah. tweet him. See Owen. <laughs> I think yeah, it's out there. I think the rugby paper or something said it, but yeah, he's going. Wow. Is that, is that a big loss for Leicester? Well, they'll need another ten, won't they? Yeah. George Ford. Who knows? Anyway, yeah. so the bad the bad is England's injury crisis, especially up front. Um, obviously, we talked, Chris Robshaw's gone in for a shoulder scan today. We don't know how bad that is. Joe Launchbury, he's pulled his calf. He's out for a while. Launchbury is? Yeah. Billy Vunapola, Mako Vunapola, they're out for the Six Nations. Cruzo, how's he'll, he? He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back for the Six Nations. Dylan Hartley's Banso and Manu Tulangi. So there's a massive injury count there. If you think of the starting forward pack for England, there's four or five of the starters there that are probably out. Did we uh, touch on Dylan before or not? I can't we remember did, the last we podcast. Did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Do you think he'll play? Do you think he'll play for England? Uh, I think he will. Captain? Yeah, I think it would be hard. It would be a big call not to pick him. I think yeah. he's been so successful for them. It would be, and he's done what Eddie's asked him to do mm. for England. It's just probably in North, for Northampton. He hasn't he's not played. delivered or hasn't really, yeah, hasn't played. So, you know, he'll be fresh for, for England. He certainly will. Last chance saloon or not? For England? I think the bigger worry is for Eddie. No, no, no. The bigger worry, I think they get what Eddie's got to say is yeah, he's let himself down. But I think behind closed doors, they get on pretty well, don't they? And Eddie's set his stall out, made him captain when no one would have given him the captaincy. Yeah, obviously he didn't make the World Cup, and it was basically two fingers up to the last coaching regime, wasn't it, by giving Dylan Hart the captaincy? And it was a brilliant choice. You can't question anything that Dylan Hart has done in English. Um, And we're big Tom Young's fans as well, and he's he's done well. But I think I think they'll start him and Jamie George will be on the bench again because Jamie George normally comes on after about 55-60 yeah. minutes anyway so you just go go hard for 50 playing the French at home yeah 
French and the Lions, well. the Lions for Dylan. Do you think he's ruined it? I, I, I know <sighs> Warren Gatlin has a big issue with discipline. Uh, no, I don't think. I, I think it all depends on how he goes in the Six Nations. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it depends on how he plays rather than the leadership side of things. I don't think he'll make him captain. People no, talk. I don't, I don't think he'll make him captain at all. I think they're going to um, want to take the best players to New Zealand. And yeah. So whether it's just whether he plays well in the Six Nations. I think the best hooker in the British Isles at the minute is Rory Best, though. He's yeah, got great yeah. guns for that. How old is Rory Best? He's 33. Good stats, He's probably 32, <laughs> 34. <laughs> Big Ulster fan. And who was it you thought? Uh, Roger Wilson had retired. The uh, Ulster, the Ulster <laughs> stalwart back row. Most cap player. Most cap player. And, uh, I thought Andrew, it was Paddy Andrew Wallace. Thought he retired. Thought he retired. So we did a, a, a <laughs> No, no, you thought he retired. I didn't think anything. You I did. You threw that out there and I agreed with it. And now I'm getting all the grief for it anyway. Exactly. Last thing we've got. So the bad is obviously England's injury crisis. The ugly, uh, the whole Joh- Johan Goosen saga that's come out again today. Mm. Do you see that? No. Yeah. So obviously he retired a couple of weeks. Said he's going Which to retirement doing? a couple of weeks ago. And there's a whole thing, something to do with his contract. They gave him notice period and said you've got to be back for the second of Jan or something like that, didn't they? Rassing and said, look, give you time off. You know, your contract basically something to do with the contract starts on the second of Jan. His new contract or something like that. And he's basically gone into hiding. He's he's moved out of his apartment in Paris. He's gone back, and apparently today he was uh, on a stud farm in South Africa, mucking out horses as his new venture. Um, so, well, didn't they buy him a farm? Well, yeah, they did. But uh, that's what I heard. I heard Jackie that. Lorenzetti's come out today and said we're going to sue him. Um, you know, and it's just ugly for rugby that that whole thing. Hey, you don't want to get sued by him. No, Houston's handled it pretty badly. Um, See, I I've heard on the rumor mill that he's going to Montpellier. The chat of Gloucester heard. as well, though. Yeah, because I've, heard, I've heard Gloucester. You've heard Gloucester. Yeah. Obviously hated it in France. Well, this is the thing. He was top, the best player in the top fourteen last year, voted as the best player. He, um, I think, he wanted to engineer a move to Montpellier, but the way it works in France is they will hold onto his license, Racing, for four years. They don't yeah. have to give it up. Um, so there's no way he can play for Montpellier. See what he's done. And hence, so, Altrad's buying Gloucester. There you go. James Hallwell, one step ahead of Jim Hamilton. Yes. Again. Yes, yeah. Well, I'm just letting you guys go. I'm hosting yeah. the show. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So the ugly is uh, the Johan Hussen saga with Rassing today, suing players and all that stuff. Just not nice. Not good for the game. No, not good whatsoever. Um, James, Big Kev, have you heard of the Filthy 15? I've uh, I heard it on that highlights package that I listened to the podcast, the yeah. Filthy 15. This thing has gone know. viral. Yeah. Uh, this has gone viral. And today we're looking for a number 13. And I've said I'm racking my brains about. I I'm not really mates with any backs. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, they're, they're not that loose. It's the forwards. You know, you just hang about. Generally, yeah. I don't know what you're like. Yeah. I mean, there's, you obviously mentioned a couple of the Australian guys, but usually in the team, like because you were training with the forwards all the time, that's where yeah. you build a rapport. You do, yeah, you gym and everything with the forwards. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Basically, the best stories about forwards because they're all a bunch of mongs. <laughs> <laughs> we can, no, we can handle our drinks, so we're out there to the end of it, so you can actually see what goes on. You forget I drank with you, Jim. Exactly true. You can drink. There we go. Look at the size of it. Look at the size of it. I'm in my office suit. We're about have you got anyone? Have you got a 13, James, or not anyone? Because what I do is I've I been, just tend to make it up, if not. Yeah, I've been racking my brain. Most of the 13s I've played with weren't out-and-out 13s. They were either wingers or centres, like 12s yeah. playing. Have you got a filthy any position? Well, there's, yeah, all, there's always does. plenty of filthy. <laughs> Give us what. Talk to me about James Slipper. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> does he get banter for his name? No, he James doesn't. Slipper. 
I don't think slipper. I can't get my head around. Well, I, don't, I don't think it probably means the same over there as it does here. Yeah, like slipper. So you go out and get absolutely <laughs> slippered. Like yeah, it wouldn't that that wouldn't be sort of. Uh, I guess slang in yeah. Australia. Well, that's yeah. That is that's, I think that's, that's just, it's that. the, just the language of Jim Hamilton, isn't it? Well, it is. Or if the, he's in a rock, hey, you get him out there. You get a good slipper. Yeah. You get slippered. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got that. They've got that. But you oh, okay. not, not going out. Going and getting out, getting slippered. Um, have a think of a, a filthy fifteen addition that we can put in. There we go. We'll go to any uh, position. Have you got any position, and it can be made up. I made a few of them up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about. I'll, I'll give a thirteen, and I don't think he's not particularly filthy. But I was going to say, is that, is that Ollie Smith? I've got well, it's, <laughs> the least it's, filthy man in the world. I know, but it's 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 a story that goes back to our Leicester days. I don't know whether you were there, Jim. To be honest, I would have been. Yeah, I think you might have been still in the academy. It's very early. So Ollie Smith made his debut for Leicester at seventeen, right? Class. Um, yeah, he was a very very good player back in the day. The old Leicester way, playing away game. Get back on the bus. There'll be fish and chips from Jono. There'll be scrappy dappy doos. Take the back seat all the way home. We end up going to Ben Kay's house. Um, for a bit of a party. Uh, I don't know how it turned up, but the kit van rocked up. Obviously, someone drove it back to who was sober. I'll, I'll add that in quickly because uh, obviously we don't want to get done for drink driving or anything. I've driven it all the way back to Benny Kay's house. Um, kit van's there. A few people have got off there. Um, there's a few people, fair few people at, at Benny Kay's house. All the boys rock up. Uh, some of the girls were there as well. Um, and basically, there's one woman that shall remain nameless. Uh, who was 40-plus at the time. Uh, Ollie Smith, bearing in mind, he's a 17-year-old kid, uh, manages to get the keys to the kit van, the Leicester Tigers kit van, parked outside Ben Kay's house. He's just made his debut. He's happy. He's a young kid. He's, he's probably illegal. And she's taking him into the kit van. Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who it is. The Queen. Are you talking about we, the Queen? <laughs> we won't be saying any names. Anyway, all I'm going to say is Ollie Smith went into the kit van as a boy, and came out as a very scared boy. <laughs> I was going to say a man, but uh, yeah, that's the filthy... There's not many stories, filthy stories on... They're not, they're boring, on, on centres, But just as a 17-year-old kid, uh, make your debut. I think he scored as well. Away win. Love the outside break, didn't they? Yeah, came home, got the keys to the van. Yeah. Took someone that could have been his mum into that, and then... Well, he was a melted <laughs> wheelie as well. He was a melted... He wasn't in the best shape either, was no, he? was no, just no. top no. off. Nothing there we that. go. So I, str- I really struggled. So I had a couple, So, but I didn't know whether this one was true. So I was trying to get in contact with some of the lads. Like Henry Trinder, we had a fancy dress party and he wanted to go as a bearded gangster. So he shaved off all his pubes and, <laughs> and, and super glued them to his face. But I wasn't, I wasn't uh, sure if it was true. Um, see, this guy did play at 13, who I want to talk about, but he was mainly a winger. Um, <laughs> His name was John Holtby. Do you remember John oh, Holtby? John, yeah, got it. Have we done wingers or not? Have we done wingers yet? We haven't done wingers. We haven't. Oh, we'll, we'll bang him in at 13, um, but we'll just talk about this. So we had, um, I think it was Josh Cronfeld's leaving do it. it was a party and we were in the the lower bar of Leicester. What was it called? The European Lounge. Was that the one that was underneath? No, European Lounge was upstairs. The, the ABC. One that was, the ABC. Yeah. So we're in the ABC bar and everyone was there and it was Josh Cronfeld's leaving do. And the lads were being loose as a goose as they were. They ripped all the pipes out from behind the bar and in the toilets, so the place was starting to flood. Um, Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. 20 points deep. That's probably so right. basically, um, it got to the stage where boys started turning up late, so there was a forfeit. And uh, I can't name the person who was producing the vessels um, for the guys to turn up who were late, but, but basically you might be able to grab it. He was in a wheelchair. Um, only recently, quite a famous Leicester... He's involved in Leicester now. We mentioned him earlier. And if you were late, you had to drink a pint of... Uh, from the catheter bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, John Holtby then, 
Um, didn't turn up late, but Martin Johnson turned up late. So Martin Johnson turned up to this do late. And uh, John Holtby, via Jordan Murphy, has given Martin Johnson this vessel that was full of a concoction of uh, the wheelchaired man's catheter bag. And uh, Martin Johnson, obviously, being the uh, experienced man that he is, take a look at it, thought, okay, potentially neat vodka. Had no idea that potentially it was a pint of urine. Had a sip. Next thing, Jono's bottled John Holtby over the end of the glass bottle, even though it wasn't his vessel. Um, so, And that was it. That was play on in Leicester. So we had a wheelchair floating around in the ABC bar. I was up to my knees. I don't know who ripped the pipes off in the, in the toilet. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea for Josh Confell's leaving dude. Didn't you have to pay for it or well, it, it was there was a bill, uh, there was a bill. But John Holtby for handing England Lions Leicester legend a pint of urine, <laughs> and then getting bottled over the head and taking that he took the bottle as well. He took it. You would, though, yeah. I don't he think would... it smashed either, just straight off his head. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't <laughs> say anything back to John. So he was more of a winger, but we'll play him at thirteen because he was filthy. Yeah. James, sure. you got anyone? No, no, nothing that that rivals that. Who would you go for there? <clears throat> you choose out of Ollie Smith and John Holtby. Oh, the urine story. I think John Holtby has to take it. Just the fact that he had the had the nuts to imagine give John a pint of piss. Pint of piss, exactly. And you saying he took a sip? He definitely. So took you're a saying sip. live on air, Martin the, Johnson drank some of the wheelchair man's <laughs> urine. The man who should not be named. <laughs> yeah, urine. Uh, good on him. Yeah, it was go. loose them days, though. Yeah, you couldn't get away with what we got away with then. Now, crazy game back then. Nuts, nuts. That's well. I think that's it. That's all we've got. So, James, thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks for having thanks us, for guys. On. It's obviously been been a good laugh and to have you on the show. We're, we're very Harlequins loaded at the Aren't minute. We? So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the biggest London club, isn't it? For fan base, well, some it's, might say it's some atmosphere <laughs> going to that place. Like going to the stoop as a fan, it's an oh. amazing atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you been to Surrey's? <laughs> Can I say anything, right, Jim? Well, come to Twickenham in May. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you have to put the words up on the screen. <laughs> Dreaming. Anyway, uh, join us next week on the Rugby Pod. It'll be great to have you back. Hopefully, Goody will have lost a, a couple of kgs. Yeah. Uh, James will be back playing. 2017 comeback. There we go. 2017 comeback. Download, share, and we'll see you next week. Rugby Pod. pod, pod, pod. <laughs>